Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Oh, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, we have Marlana White. Marlana White is the founder and CEO of Graceful Healing Retreat. Her purpose is to uplift women through mind, body, and spiritual practices. She does spiritual coaching, holistic healing, and offers products such as healing body butters, oils, and more. Everything is designed to help you identify the obstacles and pour back into yourself. Marlana is also a fifth generation Intuit who is very influential and has over 14,000 subscribers on her YouTube channel for her tarot card reading. She wants to dispel the myth that the cats are black magic or witchcraft and instead of higher state of consciousness that we all face into like meditation. So I introduce to you all Marlana. Hello, Marlana. Hello. <laughs> How are you this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you. Doing well. Very well. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Let's get into this interview. So, of course, this podcast is called Purposely Boston Up. Yes. What is your definition of purpose? Oh, yes, honey. Um, well, to me, it's what you have been reincarnated to come onto this earth to deal with. I feel as though our spirit is ever flowing, never ending. And so the reason why we've come here on this earth was for a specific reason. I feel as though we have been set up. We set our own selves up to experience this life in a certain way and to learn new lessons and to build in a new way. So as far as I'm concerned, your purpose is the reason why you came here on this earth, the reason why you really came here, not what society wants to put on you as your so-called purpose or your classification Mm -hmm. of your job or what you do, but rather your true innate being and ability and the reason why you're actually here. Yes. Yes. That was good. That was a good one. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) That was a really good one because, and I say it on every episode, I can say the same question over and over again, but everybody gives me a variation of the answer. Mm. But everybody's ultimate answer is why you're here every day. What 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 wakes you up in the morning? You know, what gives you that satisfaction every day? You know, so it, it definitely varies by the person, but it all sounds the same after a while. It definitely <laughs> all sounds the same. Like, I'm like, oh, girl, you saying the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it's good that people aren't on that same wavelength because you have some people who are thinking about something completely different. And you're like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Like, you need to get on the wavelength everybody else is on because that purpose is really that that God-driven thing that, you know, like I said, you wake up in the morning and, you know, you're, you're doing what you're supposed to do. You have to be in tune with yourself, first of all, to even understand what your purpose is. There you go. So. And it also affects you in your relationships, in your life, because a lot of yes. times you don't understand your purpose, where you're going, and then you're pissed because someone else is acting out of character. Or then you realize, wow, hello, maybe you've been acting out of character. Maybe right. you don't know where you are in your life. So once you identify what that is, then you can, you know, scurry on 
in your way and, you know, move toward more enlightenment. But if you're not there, I mean, how can you be upset that someone else is not treating you according to your purpose? Mm-hmm. You don't know what that is yourself. So it's just so much deeper and it affects your yes. life on so many levels. So. Yes, it definitely does. That's a whole nother conversation. I'm just saying. I mean, I just thought I just, you know, <laughs> skim the surface just a little bit. But oh, I'm just, don't get me started this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up, okay? I'm okay, how about that? On a Saturday, we're up, okay? <laughs> so, Marlana, what is one word you would use to describe yourself and why? One purpose-driven, purpose-driven. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to not say other things because you said one word. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why is because I feel as though, like many, I've been off that path. I've been off my purpose. I feel as though mm-hmm. even when I was a child, it's almost innate to you to go on your path, but then life happens, whatever that may be, you know, right. lessons learned, whether it means that you're going to school or maybe you dropped out or maybe you have some stigma on you or maybe you feel as though you've fallen into some hard times or troubles or what have you, those things unfortunately make you feel as though you're not as valuable or you're, you know, you no longer or on your purpose or it just takes you away from it because it's a distraction. And right. so getting back on that path is where I've been in the last, you know, maybe five or so years, getting back on mm-hmm. that path, getting back to that younger me who felt like she could do anything, you know. So I feel as though my whole life has been basically a lesson learned. Wow. And so it's been all mm-hmm. about driving myself towards that purpose, which is why I say purpose driven. Yes. I was just telling somebody that just a couple of days ago, like, you know, use your life experiences as mm-hmm. lessons. Like, you know, don't don't feel upset. I mean, of course, our, our instincts is to be upset when something, of course, doesn't go our way. But that's probably because we wanted it to go a certain way. And we just didn't do it the way God wanted us to do it. Right. So you just have to really, like, like I said, be in tune with yourself, but also keep yourself encouraged. Like, life happens. There's going to be obstacles. There's going to be highs. There's going to be lows. But know that all these previous life experiences set you up for what you're going to see in the future. So... People really have to um, alter that mindset, and it's unfortunate because it doesn't—it doesn't happen to everybody, of course, at the same time. But mm-hmm. it's definitely a, a learning experience that you have to, you know, start start altering that mindset. Like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna stop thinking about things in this perspective mm-hmm. and start thinking in things in a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Perspective is major. Perspective yes. makes you feel like you're dying. Perspective will have you having heart attacks and have you having panic attacks. Perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you are looking at a thing that is not killing you, that's not even harmful really to you, but your emotion is telling you it's going to, you know, harm you in some way, that's perception. That's something yeah. you can change. It's not even a physical threat. You you understand what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. a mental threat. And it's a mental threat that's opposed by you. You know, you have. And, and I don't even want to just say you because I believe we've all been conditioned in many ways, not just through your upbringing, your parents or, you know, society, but television, media, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. make you feel as though if you're not like these other people, then you are, you know, in a place of lack or what have you. But it's farthest from the truth. So the point is, if you can change your perspective on many of the things that go on in your life and, and stop worrying about judgment of others or if I don't have this and people will think this of me, you know, then you really can change things but a panic attack can come from just just your perspective it's so amazing Mm -hmm. 
and you'll be in a hospital over a perspective. Seriously? Let's, yeah, we have to definitely change it. We definitely. And especially as women, I feel as though we are harder on ourselves and society yeah, sure. is harder on women. And then I also, you know, have the category, of course, black women as well, or African women, um, I feel like that I'd rather say, because it's, the point is, you know, our power is so major. I had a dream maybe about four I want to say about three or four years ago, and it was so impactful for me because it was something I had never seen before. And I have a lot of dreams, and I've always had them since I was younger. And then I got away from them because I got to a point where I was like, Lord, I just don't, I don't want to know what I want. I don't want to know what I know. Right. Because then I felt like it was stifling me from living the life I was trying to live, which was not on my purpose, right? Mm. And so when I had this dream, it was a lot of black women or African women helping Caucasian women move on through their power in a very spiritual way. And then with all mm. these basically women, um, these like Caucasian women and around and then you, around them were all these African women helping them to move further spiritually. And what they specifically said in the dream was that it's a shame that these women know more about our power than our own women do. It, and it was mm. so impactful for me. And, and then I had my son in the dream. I had, like, my husband's ex-wife in the dream because she's very spiritual as well. And then I had, mm -hmm. you know, all these women in my dream. And it was like, you know, some were trying to get married, you know, in like an Indian-type way. And it was like all these different cultures. There was an elephant there as well. And I was going and maneuvering through this room and these children, beautiful black children. And the only one who really valued their power like they did was not us. And I was like, wow. wow. Like, this is crazy to me. And everywhere I go, when I go to festivals and I go to a lot of these, you know, like I have a festival tomorrow, uh, Illuminate Festival, where there's spiritual healing. There's spiritual healing mm -hmm. there, doing Reiki, you know, a lot of readings, you know, organic, nutritional things or what have you that are there to feed your body, mind, and spirit. Right. And the majority of us are not there. It's, it's majority of them. And But, you know, I had an, I'm sorry. Did you want to ask me a question? Because I can keep going because this is another point I want to <laughs> no, make. No, don't be Go ahead. Go ahead. And then the other point that I do want to make is, you know, I even realized even our struggle versus their struggle, of course, you know, yeah. so, uh -huh. you know, because I have people that are around me. And as of course, while I'm around all these women, because even honestly, I didn't even want to be a part of this festival in this way, because, you know, I always had, you know, I've been pretty much behind the scenes when it came to my tarot. I was doing my tarot and things of that nature behind the scenes because I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want people to know what I was doing. I grew up in a Christian right. household. So that to me was judgment, witchcraft, all these different things. And I had to just you yeah. know, do it behind the scenes because to me, I was walking away from my religion because I was looking for a religion that was going to uplift women to their ultimate power, which is what I'm all about. I realized that mm -hmm. as a young age. And so I said, well, I can't do what you're asking me to do because this makes no sense to me. And there's another level of power here that I feel as though you're not telling me about. So now I need to go on my own excursion, do my own research in order to learn something new that was going to uplift my women, right? So. Right. All that to say, let I that digress. Let me go back to where I was going. The point is, there's a different mindset that we're grown up with, and I know I just said that grammatically incorrect, but <laughs> that we grow up with that is different than the way they're grown. You know, they're mm -hmm. raised. You know, and they have fortunately, you know, this 
they they don't have the same limitations we have, of course, right? So they right. are quitting their jobs. They are feeling like we can, you know, I want to go on this spiritual journey, and I'm willing to step out on faith, and I'm willing to leave everything behind to go on this hippie lifestyle journey. And we are like, okay, and, and this is something that I teach in my class as well, um, the workshop about your awakening. It's hard for you to awaken and go to these next levels of your healing if you're still in this lower vibrational energy, which is more that mm-hmm. like chakra energy so how can you move to the second the third the fourth and, and i'm not saying you can't but it may be more difficult if you're still trying to deal with your basic needs right mm-hmm. being met which is your lower you know which is that lower chakra that red your foundation you're trying to eat you're trying to work you're trying to raise your kids all these things are what are distracting you from that crown chakra energy you feel me Mm-hmm. So in that manifestation energy, because you're so distracted by everyday life that it's hard for you to even be able to step right. out of faith and quit your job or to whatever right. that is and move further into your purpose. You, you, you feel more value in having a good government job or having this job for being, a, you know, helping the CEO raise their life to a whole nother level. Yeah. But you don't see the value in your own time. You know what I mean? And they're seeing this and they're realizing this and they've been known this, but we're still almost like behind the times as, especially as Americans, because I do feel as though, you know, we have our sisters and brothers alone on the other side and many of them are, you know, the kings and queens and the royalty that we come from. Mm -hmm. They know their power and, you know, so we're kind of going through another phase of it and so we're having to awaken in a different way. But all of that say, they are, they have the mobility, they have the resources, you know, to step out and move closer to their purpose and to go on these journeys across the sea and to see other things being done and knowing that there's so much more and we are sometimes limited. So all of that to say, you know, I know the reason why we are held back or not feeling confident enough to step out Mm -hmm, on our purpose. mm -hmm. I know. But what I want to let people know is realize the real reason behind it, the real fear behind it, and go ahead and step out, just even if it's just a small step towards your purpose, you know, because it will all be taken care of, you know, like, and if you can just really believe, and it's so interesting that many of us are raised in a religious setting about faith, but yet the faith is really not there, you know, so in the manifestation, the abilities aren't really there because you're still being blocked. And I don't want to say, yeah, I do feel like it's a block. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you're trying to be boxed into one way of thinking you know what i mean like yeah yeah into like it's got to be this way or not at all you know and it and, and i feel like that's the way it was back in the day too or that's the way it was with you know even you know him you know before you know we had you know the the um what's his name lord before we had the tie tribute so before we had the other you know fingers that kind of broke the mold a little more it was always like it has to be this way it has to be right, and the same right. thing with we, women too you have to be this meek and mild and I, and I and I go against that as well because I, I believe you need to be that wild go back to that instinct and, you know stop trying to cover up who you really are trying to appease other people and be who yeah. you really are you know what I mean so I mean it's just so deep and, and so I just really want to get women to that place of power to where you stop looking at other people and the judgment that you think you're going to get from other people stop looking to that and look to your own strength stop looking at other people look at you look within look at your own power look at your own ancestry yeah. you know yeah it's me. so important it's so important <laughs> no they girl you just gave a word we gotta pass the virtual plate right now <laughs> 
the virtual play. Oh, Lord. But no, I mean, but and the only reason why I'm true. saying it is because I've been there. I'm there now. I'm coming out of it. I don't even want to say I've arrived. Someone asked me last week, like, what would your, like, child, you, you know, your your child version of yourself say? I would say she said, you know, finally, you know, thank you. Mm-hmm. Gracious, what took you so long, you know? But I'm not, <laughs> I haven't arrived. I'm still there. But at least, you know, I'm on that path, you know? So as, right. as I grow, what I've noticed with my life, it has always been as I've learned my lessons, which have not been easy. Don't, don't ever think that my life has ever been easy in any way. I gone through some major challenges. I've been married twice. I've gone through depression. I've been, you know, at the point where I didn't know if I would be able to go another step further. I've been there and I've been able to come out. So every time that I've gone through those hard times in life, what I've realized is every time I've always brought somebody up alongside with me or there's been other women who gravitated towards me because I made it over that hump. And that's the next hurdle they have to go over. So, So that's what I know I'm here for, to go through these challenges so I can empathize, have that compassion passion for you and help you to get to that next level as well. So hopefully you will do the same to uplift another one. So it's just kind of building as we climb, you know? Right, right. And that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> that's definitely how it's supposed to be. People can be out here on this journey by themselves. <laughs> the joke is on them. And you're not doing anything new. And, and and that's the other thing. And I'll tell my daughter, I have, a, I have a daughter who just went to college, and I'll tell her any day. I'm like, look, you think you're the first one who came up with that? You think you're the first one who tried to, right. <laughs> try to get, you know, pull the wool over the eyes of their parents? I just know what's coming, you know. So you're not going to pull your wools over my eyes. Okay. But the point is, it's like, you know, even if you've gone through domestic violence, even if you've gone through, you know, molestation, if you've gone through, and these are all the things that many, many women have gone through on one level or another, even if it's slight to major, there are other women who've gone through it, come out of it, and who are now at a place of peace or now a place of healing. So my goal is to let us all know, even if you think, you know, you've been cheated on or you think, you know, what have you, all these things have made you feel powerless. And it's mm-hmm. not true. It, you, it's perception. It's perception. And so it's perception mm-hmm. that keeps you in that same cycle. It's perception that keeps you in a place of lack and feeling like you're not worthy or valued. It's perception that makes you feel that way when everything that happened to you had nothing to do with you for you not to take that onus on yourself and to realize it goes on someone else and to never hold that within. So let it out. Whether right. it be through crying, whether it's through dancing, yelling, whatever it is that you need to do to let it out. I say let it out, you know, because it's necessary. And we hold it in for fear of judgment, for fear of people thinking we're crazy, for yep. fear of people thinking that, you know, I it was something I did. Oh, I put on a skirt that was too short. Are you freaking kidding me? You know, why mm-hmm. is it that, oh, mm-hmm. I need to put on a longer skirt? And how about how about they just don't need to dot, dot, dot me? You know what I mean? Like, why does it right. have to do with what I have? You know, I have a problem with all of these stereotypes. I have a problem with all of these man-made so-called rules and all of that when it just comes down to real heart-driven basic knowledge and we're covering it up because of other people's lack and because of other people's insecurities and because of the other people's dot, dot, dot. It's not my fault that you ignorant, trifling, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's not my fault. And I'm tired of women taking it on as if it being their fault. Mm. Excuse me. It's not your fault, sis. It's not your fault. I'm 
about to get up right now. Like, I'm just, because it's a message. I'm so serious. I mean, we take it on all the time, and it's not, you know. And when you realize that, you can come to a place of peace within. But society yeah. is always telling you it's your problem. You may have parents who've gone through it. You may have a mother who've gone through it, and she may not understand your plight or may not understand that you came to her for a helping hand, and, and she threw you back out to the sea, and you're like, wow, really? But you don't realize she was thrown back out to the sea. You know what I mean? So she's mm-hmm. like, I had to think or swim, so you got to think or swim. And no, it may not seem right, but that's what happened. And so now you got made to maybe let that go and move on because you can't continue to hold on to something that somebody else, you know, did, that somebody else did to them, that somebody else did to them. It's an ancestral cycle that now you need to break. Otherwise, you're going to be broken. You feel me? That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. It's so deep, you know, and a lot of times, again, I just want to keep saying we keep thinking it's our problem or if it's our and, and and it's not. And so it's just really getting to a place where you realize it's not. And you know what? I release that. And you know what? I release them, that, whatever it is, you know. And, and we stay in relationships even for the same reasons because we feel like, well, if we don't have this, then, you know, it's going to look like, you know, I'm not a mm-hmm. nut, you know. But yet you're so busy trying to follow the Joneses. And I'm not even talking about a new refrigerator. I'm just talking about just trying to stay in it or what have you. But yet you're the one suffering. And yet your your heart is, you know, ailing and wailing. And you need that prayer. You need that message. You need that to be able to be lifted up. And instead, you're bowing down to it every day and you, you go find a fix, a quick fix it over here, whether it be shopping, whether it be eating, whether it be whatever it is. And then you go right back into the same situation. Or you say, oh, well, I need to take a break. And then you go right back into the same situation. It's always this ongoing cycle and it's got to be broken. It's got to yeah, be. Definitely and it all has broken. to do with your value and yeah. your lack of value. And then you build yourself back up or you have someone else build you back up. And you may be going on on Sunday morning and you build back up and you go right back into the same cycle. No, it's time to stop. No, I don't agree. I don't know who I am, but I don't agree. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, I'm just like you, but I'm telling you, I don't agree. Right. <laughs> Even if you get it together. <sighs> so with all this, you know, learning more about yourself, learning your, your abilities and so on, who was your role model or mentor growing up? And did it change over the years? Um, honestly, I've really stepped outside of all my mentors and role models. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would like to say my role model is my mom. You know, she's always been extremely strong. She's always gone through a lot. You know, she's never really Mm -hmm. had it easy, but she's always overcome. You know, she was a single parent, two children. You know, I pretty much, you know, had a major part and play in how we raised my brother, you know, because I was the one that was at home all the time and taking care and cooking dinner and cleaning the house. I was, you know, the caretaker. And so I, I, I learned a lot of strength through that process. And then I didn't want to do the same thing she did. So then I, I'm right. going to try to do something a little different, thinking that, oh, okay, it'll be better if maybe I had, you know, got married, if I got married, or if maybe if I had this, or maybe if I had that, and I had more money and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's still the same kind of issues, you know, it still just manifests in different ways, you know. So I had a therapist when I was in high school. You know, she was amazing. And then it's like, I know when I got to college, I was like, yeah, but I don't want the life you live. I want a different life. You know, I had a pastor who, you know, I was, you know, working alongside of her. And then she got to a point where she, you know, you know, caught me out some kind of way. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. Um, And I was like, okay, that's okay. I don't want that life you live either. You know, so everybody 
who has pretty much been along the journey, I've learned lessons from, but then I also realized there was a limitation, you know, same thing when it came to church as well. I was like, okay, but I feel like I'm being limited. How do I keep moving forward? I want something so much bigger. I feel like I deserve so much bigger. I feel like I'm so much more powerful than the labels you want to put on me, you know? Mm -hmm. And because maybe my father wasn't around or I'm a bastard or because, of, you know, all these, you know, ignorant frames or thoughts and all of these things, because right. of all of these judgments, you know, that people place on you, oh, maybe you're too dark or maybe you're too, you know, passionate. You know, I heard that in my mm -hmm. job. You know, you're too passionate. Wow. And a white man is passionate about the job and wants to make sure it gets done. It's all good. But the black woman, oh, you need to calm down. You're too passionate. Yeah, you're smart. You're too smart for your own good. I've heard that from a stepfather. You're too smart for your own good. You're not going to be able to keep a man. You're too smart. You know, wow. I mean, really? Like, these are the things. And um, and currently, I'm creating an oracle deck. And I've even heard the message in regards to the images that I'm using that, oh, why are they so dark? You know, that whole thing. And I'm just like, wow. So you think we've come so far. But this is stuff I've heard in the last couple years, you know what I mean? Like this, mm. not something I heard 20 years ago. This is, these are things that I've heard in the last five or so years, you know what I mean? So this is current. Moving into 2020, where my mindset or where people's mindsets still are, or just last week, you know. So the, everyone who's been around me, and, and I've heard before that they're like, you know, if you're the smartest person in your group, you need to go somewhere else because that means right. you're stagnated by that. So, um, but I've always realized that I've always been the one to have more questions. And I'm like, well, what about this? And what about that? So I've never wanted to be in a box. Even my mother, she's like, a, you know, in a sorority. And I was like, oh, I'll be in a sorority. But again, I never could do it because that's like, again, I feel like I'm being boxed in. I don't feel like I'm just you. I don't feel like I'm just you. I feel like I'm all these things. I personally feel as though my purpose is encompassing a so much more, so much on a larger on a larger scale that it just can't really be defined by any one purpose at all or any one person at this time. You know. Yeah, that's good. But like I said, we said it in the beginning, you take those life experiences and just use them as lessons. There is wisdom. Yeah. It's wisdom. It's true wisdom. I mean, you can go to school to learn knowledge or learn if you can repeat something verbatim, boo-hoo, yay, great for you. You know, you may have a certificate because you remember what happened or you may have a master's degree, doctorate or what have you, but you could be a doctor and still kill people. You know what I'm saying? You could still be yeah. a dot, dot, dot and still not be, you know, have a good heart or whatever. So, you know, I mean, you know, all these people that are out here is claiming to be, you know, healing the world, you know, doctors or whatever, they're using Western medicine in one way or shape or form and using it for power. It's, it's deep. You know, I got a problem with all of it. They're claiming that this is how we heal them, and it's, it's not real. So it's not just about your knowledge. It's about your wisdom. So you have to go through things in order to obtain mm -hmm. You can't obtain wisdom in a book or watching TV or just living day-to-day -day retreating. You have to actually go through some things. So when people even get in relationships, they're like, oh, I can't believe he did this. I was like, yeah, but, or I can't believe she did this. That's like, yeah, but y'all have never even been in any situations to see what their character is when there are hard times. You know, right, so you go right. get married or you go get in these relationships and then you commit or you now you have children, whatever. And then you're like, oh, wow, I, I can't believe, you know, but you don't know how anybody is until you really go through hard times with them, you know. So and that comes with wisdom. So, you know, I used to believe, you know, people always say, oh, I want to go back to my 20s. I was like, you can have it. I was gullible. Nah, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to go back there. I mean, I love my college days, but they remain right there when I was 18, 19, 20, 21. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. You can have that. They can stay right there because I was green, you know, and I just thought, you know, life was great and people were supposed to be fair and people in life is supposed to be fair and, you know, but it's, 
from that, and you have to make your own life. So it's time for people to get out of this victimhood mentality like somebody owed them something. They don't owe you nothing. Um, you take what you need, what you want, what your life is about. You know what I mean? And nobody's going to give it to absolutely. you. Absolutely. You know what it is. You know, so that's looking for somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So what is your meaning of success and what do you consider your biggest success? It can be personal or business related. Okay. It's so funny because it's definitely changed. (laughs) (laughs) I remember my idea of success when I was, you know, in college and everything was to have my career and have my family and have it to be equally awesome. You know, and that I wouldn't suffer in one or the other, you know, due to the other, you know, and that I could just grow and everything would be great. But um, that, like I said, life happened and it was like, that ain't it. And so now my purpose is definitely trans, I mean, my, my ideal of success is definitely transformed and that it really doesn't really depend upon other people. You know, like I was looking for my family to be a certain way or I was looking for my career, you know, with other people, me working for other people to be a certain way. Like that's what determined Mm -hmm. my level of success. But now it's internal, you know, it's not what someone else deems me as being successful. It's my level. Like the only person I'm comparing myself to right now is me. And this is just honestly the hypothetical me because I'm still going right. through the same challenges yeah. as many others yeah. and trying to, oh, have I gotten to where I need to go and this, that, and that. I'm still going through that. So this is just a hypothetical perspective that I believe you know, success is, and it's internal, you know, and I've right. been um, working on that for a while, you know. What is it that I need to do internally to feel like I'm at a place of success? You know, is it how many, how big your house is? Is it how, it, and I've gotten away from that a long time ago, although I've strived for those same things. But once right. you attain a certain amount of things, and that's why I know this is so interesting that you'll notice like people in Hollywood or whatever, they'll become these super spiritual like type people, not churchy people. They become these like, oh, esoteric types, you know, yeah, oh, I wonder yeah, what yeah. the stars are showing me and I want to call my child north or west and, you know, and apple and pear and, you know, and because <laughs> it's like, I just want to get out of this, you know, this, this, this mine and post prison called life, you know? And so, yeah. but it's like, you gain so much to where you like, you know, what I want is something otherworldly, you know. So, again, it changes. So, yeah, it's been changing for me. Yeah. So, if you could give your younger self a piece of advice, what would you tell her? Don't let the smooth taste fool you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't let life hold you down too long. Go ahead, Mm. honor your grief, honor your experiences, but then move on. Don't stay there too long. That's what I mean. You you marinate in that space for a long time, honey. Man, I tell you, I remember one time I went to the doctors. Like I told you, I did have a doubt bout with depression, like after one of my marriages. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I, w- I remember I, w- I went to the doctors and I was like, something's wrong with my brain. And I was like, you know, because I, I, I find myself to be very smart. My mother used to always say, cute is not smart. Like, you can be as cute as you want, but if you're stupid, mm-hmm. you're dumb. You know, like, she was like, dumb isn't cute. 
You know, she always was making that very clear. So I always felt like I needed to be smart. And so one of the things I pride myself on was my knowledge, my my knowing, my, you know, my, you know, my degree or whatever, you know. So I'm like, I'm pretty smart. And I've gotten this far because of my own. Yeah, right. Look, I've gotten <laughs> this far yeah. because of, you know, my own knowledge, not realizing that God played a major part in that and guiding me, you know. So I took a lot mm-hmm. of that on as just being myself. But what I realized was um, when I went into the doctors, I was like, what's going on? Something's wrong with my brain. I can't remember how to do my job. Like, I can't remember basic things. Like, I, my, I was getting becoming forgetful. And, and so I went to a neurologist because I was like, something's not uh-huh. right. I don't know if there's a chemical imbalance, but whatever it is, you need to fix it because right. I'm smart. And what's going on right now is not is not you, you know. <laughs> so right. he did like all these tests on my brain, and he was like, do these exercises and all this other stuff. And he was like, well, you know, your cognitive, you know, your your I don't know what the words are, but you know, he's like, your function, cognitive function is fine, and all of that. He was like, what's going on in your life? And I was like, huh? What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> Right. So, again, that's one of those other examples that I can say, you know, just life teaching me, like, wow. He was like, and when I told him, he was like, well, I'm going through a divorce, I told him to get out. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's where I want to be right now. He was like, yeah, but that's a major shift in your life and da, da, da. I was like, not for me. I'm good, you know. <laughs> um, But it was, and it was, and I had no idea. And, you know, the uncontrollable crying spells and all these things, but they were all, like, filtering, purging. It was all purging. Purging mindsets, purging where I was, purging this um, imperfection of me, purging this mm-hmm. life that I thought I was supposed to have. And if I didn't have it, what I'm going to look like, purging these judgments, purging. It was a lot of purging that needed to be done that apparently I was holding in and didn't even realize I needed to purge. Wow. So, I mean, I forget what your question was, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to. <laughs> I did want to tie it back to you. <laughs>
actually the overarching message that comes with everything that I do. So the retreat is one pouring back into you. So the retreat as itself is where I do like one one restorative sessions. I've now moved to doing group sessions. Um, I have a group session coming up in November um, where we're going to do um, maybe about seven to 10 women where Mm -hmm. we're going to heal them like overnight. So we have the glamping option where you're in this pretty nice size tent and you have the plush pillows, you have the furry sheepskin rug, you have all this great things in the comfort of a tent because I really feel as though it's good when you can be with nature, be with Mother God, get mm-hmm. outside, come out of the everyday hustle and bustle, get rid of the social media, get rid of the TV. You know, I don't even have a microwave in my house. Um, there's certain things that I wanted to get rid of and get away from. Right. I need to ground myself to come back into back, get back into balance. I go outside. And so I would tend to sleep outside, like on a chair or something like that. And I was like, well, what, what if I could just sleep overnight? And, you know, and um, one of my husbands, he used to run a uh, a camping, you know, thing for children okay. um, where they would go overnight camping for like, you know, a week, you know, in the woods of Mississippi. And um, they would learn all kinds of great things. And I, I believe our children definitely need to learn how to live outside of some of these plush lifestyles. Yes. Yeah. Think your yes. life is plush. It's plush, you know. And if all these things were taken away, the phone, the internet, can you get down the street? Can you, if you don't have weight, mm-hmm. yes, can you get to your destination? Do you know that the odds and evens on different sides of the street, do you know the basics, you know? And uh, when this money system drops or when things are no longer conducive to the lifestyle you've been given, and, and it's so interesting because a lot of the rich people even send their kids to these very grounded schools where they're outside learning how to plant, you know, do basic things. So they even know right. how detrimental all of this stuff is and we just fall into the trap. So it's really about you finding the time to get back to yourself and by sleeping outside, looking at nature, being, you know, able to sleep with the stars above your head, you know, listening to the crickets around you, all of this nature helps ground you and get you back to where you need to be, allows you to purge, allows you to get to the next stage. So I do meditation with you. I feed you, you know, good clean foods, you know, raw food, mm-hmm. you know, you're drinking out of a coconut, you know, doing yoni steams or doing aqua tea, doing different things around your womb. It's healing for women by women. And so um, now I'm going into the point where I'm allowing, where we're having, actually my goal was to have multiple healers, have healers from all over to grow up our new healers, grow up our new women. You know, I'm also into awesome. natural birthing. I wanted to have the natural birthing in the basement. So the rooms are here for people to stay in in order to stay overnight because a lot of times, you know, you may be in your own situation at home and you don't have that time to ever get back. Yeah. Even if it's a bath, you know, you have a hard time doing that. So I created a Feed Your Skin Body line to go with the Pour Back Into You Retreat, which is a mind, body, and soul spiritual upliftment for women. Awesome. That just sounds amazing. It's just good to hear people, you know, tap into those sides of things. Because, you know, people just, some people just regular. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They just regular, but... I go as I get older, I'm I'm learning a whole bunch of new different techniques and practices and things of that sort and I love it. Like you know what I mean? Like I love it. Like and I still, you know, I go to church and do what I need to do. But then I also come home and, and I tap into a whole nother realm sometimes. So like, okay, this is how I'm gonna do it. These are the days I'm gonna do it or whatever the case may be. So it's all about getting to know yourself. Mm-hmm. I wish I learned earlier. And that's why I mm. said that about my young stuff. I just wish I learned sooner. So with my daughter, everything that I've been learning, I've been pouring into her since day one. 
So, you know, she knows I'm against vaccines. She knows I'm against, you know, anything that's going to harm your body. Do the research, read the labels, all of these things. She mm-hmm. says to me, like, mommy, I'm not feeling good. I need some tea. You know, I love that. Not, I need necessarily Robitussin or NyQuil or whatever. Right, I right. Her in that way because she was initially, you know, like a lot of kids, they want to say, oh, they got asthma or they're wheezing and they need this nebulizer and they're giving them steroids in their chest. And I'm like, she's like one month. I'm not down with that. Like, I got a problem with that. Or she's two years old. That's just too, no. Like, I'm not going right. to inundate her body like that. So I started off with a young age making concoctions for her. So now it's just easy. So I just started creating the baths and creating the um yes. the body products because I wanted, I always knew that if you can't put it in your mouth, you shouldn't be putting it on your skin. So if you're living in a place where there's a lot of smog or if you're living in a place where there's mm-hmm. a lot of, I mean, mm-hmm. we have all these things that are out there, chemicals, machinery, you know, um, factories, things of that nature. Um, and then you're turning around and putting certain things on your skin that have all these chemicals in it. Like, and then you wonder, I mean, it's just, we're just inundated with it everywhere. Yeah. You know, all these things that are not in our best interest, but it makes somebody else money. So I just wanted to start pretty much bringing the options, bringing other options to heal our body inside and out. Right. That's important. So how do you practice self-love and self-care? Oh, I pamper myself, okay, honey? <laughs> <laughs> I believe in giving back to myself. You know, when I'm, whenever I'm overwhelmed or what have you, I definitely, you know, always, I, one one of the things, I'm a foodie. I love to eat. I love to eat good food. So I, I was telling someone the other day, I was like, I don't care if I have a dime for my name. These bills won't get paid, but I'm going to eat right. I'm going to feel good <laughs> about myself because what I always felt was like, you know, something about me eating. And I don't know if it's me in another lifetime where I didn't have good food or what, but um, it's something about eating with me, and I love to eat, so I love to eat good, nutritious foods as well, and I mm-hmm. love to cook and bake and things of that nature as well. So I find that when I take time away for ev- from everyone else and I'm just doing me, like my daughter went to college, I was very emotional, I like to call it, when she yeah. went to college because that's my baby. I mean, I poured like mm-hmm. everything into her, you know. Um, my life surrounded her. But as she started to grow up and get more independent, I was also able to take better care of myself. But always from day one, I've always tried to, you know, if it, even if it was getting a pedicure or whatever, I've always, and I remember even after I had it, my, my, my stepfather, he was like, what is wrong with her? She doesn't have her nails done, her hair done, never done. I was right. like, she ain't fancy no more. I was like, oh, okay. He was like, go do something with her. This is not her, you know. But I, I felt like at a certain point, like, okay, well, I have kids now and I'm married. Like, it's not about me anymore. But that was too far from the truth. So, again, that was just another experience that I went through where I realized, wow. And then next thing you know, I started because I used to do play play modeling a little bit, you know, when mm-hmm. I was younger in high school and, 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 and college and things of that nature. So I then went back to my what is he called? You know, the manager or what have you. And I went back after I had my daughter and I was like, well, can, is there anything I can do as a mother? You know, just to kind of start getting right. my confidence back. Cause I realized I was falling off cause I felt like it wasn't about me anymore. It was about this child. But what I also right. realized later on, a little later on in life was if I had not given back into, get back to myself, then I would not be able to pour so deeply into her. So I have to continue exactly. to renew my strength. And that's something that people forget. If you are empty yourself, then all you're giving over is some empty stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, nobody wants your emptiness. They want you full. Or they want you powerful. They want you enlightened. I was talking to someone yesterday about, you know, how we train our dogs and all that other stuff. And, and the, more that, the more I grow into my spirituality, I'm just like, I, 
I don't want anybody almost trained, you know, including my man. And we were talking about that, like right. to a point where you feel like you want to manipulate them or you want to, you know, you want them to be act to act a certain way, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, yeah, but I want them to be powerful. You know, I don't want them yeah. to stoop down, you know. And I feel like a lot of times we manipulate in different ways because we feel like it's supposed to be this way or they're supposed to be this way. But I, the more I grow in my spirituality and the more God talks to me, I realize that in everybody, they have their own individuality and it all brings some value and, and it comes from who they are. So it's about right. knowing people who they are and loving them at the point and where they are, not where you want them to be, but loving them now. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, it's, it's been a lesson that I've definitely had to learn about pouring back into myself and constantly doing that. So a lot of times when you are looking for somebody else to be something that you most likely aren't even, hello? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you're looking for them to be something you're not because you're looking for them to rise you up in essence. But if you're there and you've arrived, it doesn't, you don't necessarily need them to validate you. You validate you. Right, exactly. So yep. uh, when you realize that you, 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 you're filled with the overflow, that's why I got that pour back into you because we would always say you need to pour into, you know, pour into others, but you need to pour back into you. You know, you need to be overflown with that goodness, with that beautiful, you know, exuberant nature going back to who you were. Like when you was that teenager walking down the street with the heels on and you don't care, you know, walking, you just doing the darn thing. You loving life. You know, nothing can bring you down kind of lifestyle. Right. But when mm-hmm. you start taking care of other people, you forget about you. And so you yep. have to go back to who you are. Who are you? And so that's why I built this retreat to pour back into you. So you have to pamper yourself. And even when I was younger, that's what I said in my twenties, I tell you, I, I, I might have, you know, learned along the way, but y'all yeah, can have I that. Know. I like my massages and, you know, my pamper me yes. my pamper me weeks. Okay. You know, my pamper me year, you know. Yeah. So you build back up because otherwise you're just giving, you, you, you don't have anything to give. And then you wonder why people, I'm sorry to say, may leave you or whatever because you're not the person who you used to be because now you yeah. have lost all the power because you've given it over to someone else. You know what I mean? So you don't even have power yourself and you're wondering why they don't want to be with you because you gave away all your power. Get it back. Yeah. yeah. And you'll get back your respect. Know that for yourself and for others. Whatever. How about that? <laughs> Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. So what is what is one resource that you use every day in life or in business that you cannot live without? My conversation with God, my angels, mm. you know, my the spirit guides, the people around me, the, the spirits around me. That conversation is necessary for me. You know, what I learned in church was that you it's about your relationship with God. And, you know, and that's been the most important thing to me. And that's kind of what has taken me on this journey. You know, because it was all about my relationship with God. What is that looking like? What do I remember one day I said, I want to do what you want me to do. You know, I want to live the way you want me to live, regardless of what people think. I wanted to take that limitations off that, okay, my life is supposed to look this way. What is it that you have for me? So I started by doing little things like, you know, besides prayer, I was like, well, which way do you want me to go to work? You know, which direction do you want me to go? Mm. I wanted to be that intimate with God to where I was being guided. So that's what allowed me to go on this deeper journey to where I started to realize when I'm going the right way, I'm at peace. When I'm not, I'm not, you know? Wow. Yes, that conversation with him, hey, Mm-hmm. It, listen, we be having real dialogue. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a real dialogue. Like, yeah. people, like people don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. 
we can have some prayer, but sometimes, like, at night when I can't sleep, I always say at night when I can't sleep, that's when God is trying to talk to me. Mm. So I'll get up at night, and I just be in my bed looking, probably looking crazy to somebody else, but I know what I'm doing, but worry about what I'm doing. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, got, I got control of this atmosphere right here. Yeah. Okay? You got to have folks with them. I don't care if you're in your car, you yes. at work. I don't care if you're going to the bathroom at the job. Yes. Like, do whatever you need to do. I'm Somebody got to piss you off. A coworker mm. like, piss you off. And you be like, you know what? Let me gather myself. Hold up, y'all. I'll be right back. You know, going to the bathroom like, God, please don't let me go in here and snake this woman because she's getting on my nerves. You know, you got to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I had a conversation like that in the car, and I was I was like, no, mm-mm, I'm not calling so-and-so. They hurt my feelings, or they were wrong in what they did, and I'm not calling mm-hmm. nothing. I'm not, and I'm telling you, I sat in the car. I had to pull over because of, con- because of the conversation I was having. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get in a wreck mm-hmm. over this conversation. This is crazy. Like, no, you need to call them right now. They need to hear, and I had a dream about them and everything, but my pride was getting in the way, and I was like, no, I am mm-hmm. not going to call. I'm not going to, you know, and I knew that they were hurting, and I was like, I'm not. I'm not. You can't make me. <laughs> I was like, I will not. And then, I mean, I'm in tears, like, you know, being broken, you know, right there mm. in that moment in tears. Like, fine. Okay. You know, but it was my pride because I was like, no, they were wrong, you know, and that's not fair to me and that, that, that. But, you know, again, through these experiences, you realize I'm not the one to make that thing right. You know, they have to, you know, they have their own yeah. karma. They have their own way of dealing. And if God is telling me to come back or go around that person again or whatever, it's for a reason because they need me in their life for that reason. So I was like, all right, fine. But it was, they. I tell you, it, it was a breaking <laughs> down short. Yeah. Road, okay. <laughs> and the pull real, deal, honey. <laughs> It'd be so real. Ah, oh, I tell you, oh my goodness. But so, that, that, that thing. Mm. Once again, another whole conversation. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Lord. So, can you tell our listeners about any upcoming events or projects you may have? Okay, absolutely. So, like I said, I, I'm. I do travel with Illuminate Festival if you're looking for that online. Um, I think it's IlluminateFestival.com, but they do a lot of traveling in the, um, I want to say the East Coast, but they have started to go okay. to Chicago and things of that nature. So if, if I'm on the list, Gracefully Home and Retreat is on the list, that means I'm there. I will be providing services. So I provide um, different services such as readings and things of that nature as well. I do life coaching. You can go to my website, which is www.gracefulhealingretreat.com. You could do a small reading to a large reading, um, emergency readings, things of that nature. Um, but in life coaching, oh, not life coaching, it's spiritual coaching, actually, where I go mm-hmm. with you know, go on a journey with you for about 21 days to where you have access to me for 21 days. And we are checking in at least once a week on your path. And you have different assignments such as, you know, building yourself up. It may be affirmations. It may be recording your dreams. It may be whatever the Spirit has helped me to guide you with. But it's about you learning and building your own intuition and healing yourself, you know. So it's about right. helping me help you, you know, and so and to give you the tools necessary to move on, you know into your next level of your journey. So that, I also have a new deck of oracle cards that I'm working on, which, like I said, have depict, you know, um, African women and people. Mm-hmm. And so the goal of that deck is in order to help you again to realize what's going on within. A lot of times you don't feel 
you don't understand. So a lot of times when people come to readers, and so this is the reason why I'm kind of doing this, when they come to readers, they want to keep going back because it's a message that the reader is getting that you're not getting. But I tend to mm. say you are getting that message. You are just looking for either verification app or, you know, you're looking for validation right. or something like that, but you're already getting that message. So I'm trying to help you to get your own messages and feel confident in the messages that your instinct, that people call instinct, gut intuition is already telling you, the female intuition, all of that. All of these things are things that you already know, that you already have. So right. I'm trying to help you to build that through my own deck of cards, including um, affirmations. I call them affirmizations because it's visualizations and affirmations coupled together. So you're visualizing mm. Your chakras, you're visualizing your power, you're visualizing your protection, and you're saying the words out loud. You know, vibrations, you can move things. That's how manifestation happens through vibration, through all these radio waves and waves that you don't even hear. You know, you're talking to me on the phone, but we don't have a string that's attached. There's waves that are going on in between. Right. Everything that you're doing, you're putting out into the universe. And if you're putting out something negative, you're getting back negative things. If you're putting out something positive, you know, you're getting back positive. Right. Absolutely. All of that works in tandem with each other. So I think the cards will help others to be able to get their own messages, to be able to help themselves in that way. And especially, I, I kind of also feel like it's a gateway drug to your own spirituality, kind of coming out of the box somewhat. So those people who are a little afraid of tarot or afraid of, um, I heard, you know, my, my publicist asked me, like, the real truth is people are afraid of the death card, you know, um, when it comes to tarot. Mm -hmm. But the death card is a beautiful thing because with death is renewal, you know, with death yeah, is renewal. absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. so if you're receiving that, it doesn't mean that someone's passing away. It could potentially mean that. But in most cases, it doesn't. It means that maybe a part of you is passing away. Maybe right, your right. is passing away. It may mean the death of your mindset is passing away, you know. And it could be the death of one mindset to grow a new mindset, whatever it is. Yeah. All it's all a cycle, you know. Don't don't get me started with the Lion King, the circle of life. You know? <laughs> <laughs> circle of life. But you know, but people, you know, have this fear when it comes to tarot. So to me, it's, I think it also helps you there and gives you the affirmate the the affirmations you need. So I have that. I also have the skincare line um, again to feed your skin. But I just started also a new CBD collection, so I'm getting that okay. now. So I can tell you the strength it is. All I know is it's strong. And I've been doing <laughs> so we've been doing testing. We've been having women and others come in to test the product, to test okay. the bath. So the honey bath is also now um, the CBD. I've also created a CBD version of the honey bath as well as the body butters. And then I may move into soaps and things of that nature a little later, but okay. I'll some things of that in nature as well. So um, on top of that, I also we're working on, hopefully we're working on a new project where we'll be seen a little more worldwide because the whole goal is also not just to move up with the YouTube, but also to take it onto mass media as well to okay. be able to show people healing on another level, not just this Western medicine, but that you can birth, that you can heal, that you can, your, your, your asthma, your or I don't want to necessarily say asthma, but in my daughter's case, it wasn't really truly asthma. It was allergies that was causing the wheezing, you know. So whatever it is that is the name of the disease or that issue that you have, that it can be healed in other ways. So just to be able to show people this healing in other ways, that's the kind of the next goal as well. And what else? Um, and I think that for the most part, yeah, that's that's pretty much what's going on right now, all the things that are in the works. So there's so many things and you know, the book is in tandem with the cards, so there's there's a lot going yes. on. Yes. Yes, that's amazing. So how can our um listeners find you on social media? 
Oh, uh, yes. On Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, you can find me at Graceful Marlena. That's the High Priestess page. And if you're interested in finding out more about the Butters, it's at Graceful Healing Retreat. And then, of course, on YouTube, you can find me at Graceful Healing Intuitive Tarot. And you can subscribe there and get messages from me. I go live and do stories. Um, You can ask me questions. I also do how to love yourself. So I have like a series of that. Um, I'm currently building up the awakening series to where you'll see that. I also have a Patreon page, which is also Graceful Healing. So if you go to www.patreon.com and search Graceful Healing, you'll also find me there. There I'm raising money for domestic violence for women to help other women who may not be able to normally afford my services, but to be awesome. able to give that to them as well. And then you can also maybe get a gift in, in, in exchange for that, or you can just give to that woman. Um, so if we have multiple tiers. I think I have like five or six tiers where you can, you know, donate a dollar to $75 and that can help a woman awesome. come to retreat and actually be healed. So yeah, absolutely. So those are all of the social media. <laughs> That's all yes, the social media. <laughs> she said, I'm accessible. Let me drop these handles real quick. <laughs> yes, I am. I didn't used to be, though. I mean, I'm telling you, if it wasn't for Camille. <laughs> Listen, it's crazy that we're in that, you know, we're in that stage right now. Like, everything is via the Internet or anything like that. But I always tell my clients, like, listen, you still have to build those one-on-one in-person relationships because that's seriously important. There's nothing like getting to know a person, getting to understand who they are, what they do, what their purpose is, because you can connect with them on a whole different level outside of social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. I just had an experience like that not too long ago, and they were like, how did you find me? I was like, uh, through, like, Etsy. And they were like, really? It wasn't through my social media? I was like, no. So I was like, I just knew that was God. It was like, yeah, but, and then when I went to their social media, I was like, they had like a hundred and something thousand followers. And I was like, sorry. <laughs> I was like, that was nothing but God, okay? Okay, So, yeah, when it's time and it's necessary, God to make a way, just follow the path, you know, follow the grid. Yeah. You know, they're right. Yes. So before we go, can you give our listeners one piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but in life? Mm. I would say follow the boss in you. Stop listening to other people's perspective on bossing. Realize what your boss is telling you and listen and act. Don't just listen. Act. And the sooner you do, there'll be another door opening right afterwards. I would mm-hmm. just take that step in your first step of bossing up, whatever that means to you. Oh, that was awesome. I enjoyed every part of this today. Yes, <laughs> thank, yes, you. Yes. thank you. I enjoyed thank it too. You. Oh my gosh, just thank you. You are just super duper amazing. Um, <laughs> I wish you well wishes on everything that you're doing and definitely like let me know when you drop all that good stuff because I'm going to be right there on the website where I'm going to be calling you like, Marlana, I need you to mail me some stuff, okay? I hope all of our listeners wrote down them gems you were dropping because, honey, you wrote a whole sermon. You said a whole sermon. <laughs> it's so funny how, I mean, but that's how I was raised. So I tell you, sometimes I feel like I'm sounding more and more like a preacher. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying, I hope everybody was listening. Everybody found a way to, you know, reach out to you on social media. And with that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Mm. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose. Ain't none to it. Boss. Ain't none to it.